uh, Jimmy K. Bill has held many service positions. He, he was the first person to start a 12-step recovery house uh, which funneled people to uh, AA. Now, I'll let him tell you, but as far as uh, we know, he has 36 years clean. Let's all welcome Bill B. Well, you know, it's cool that you call me. I've been called many things on this program by some of you in the same room. <laughs> and it wasn't as pleasant as making a mistake from Bob to Bill. Uh, you know, I, uh, I came here a long time ago looking for an answer, and um, I wasn't ready. Probably the first 11 years that I bounced in and out, uh, you know, I, maybe I didn't even get 30 days somewhere, you know. Uh, <clears throat> I heard Mel make reference to the N.A. was maybe started in 1947, but actually I participated in a federal penitentiary and that other bourgeoisie bullshit which really died its own natural causes because it didn't practice the principles that we practice and um, i.e. that be the traditions. I didn't even know that I was uh, a crossover until I went to some other history conference and the junkie priest uh, enlightened me all this shit about Lexington and federal penitentiaries and all that kind of stuff like that. But what I am here and I would like to say is that, yeah, this is the 50th anniversary. It did start in 1953. It was one man's uh, conception. It was one man's vision, one man's dream. We have a founder, not a co-founder, because this one person went around and got other people uh, and had them have some meetings. Uh, to discuss the birth of this program. Finally, they got around to having a meeting. So in my contention, our birthday is actually the wrong day. It's a little bit earlier than what we celebrated, but who cares? I don't even know what day Jesus was born, and we celebrate Christmas, you know. <laughs> Personally, I like the great pumpkin, you know. It doesn't cost as much. <laughs> but uh, anyway, when we get involved, and, and like I've seen a lot of controversy through the years, and this is part of the history, you know, uh, breaking our own traditions and discussing outside issues that have nothing to do with us. Any previous attempts at trying to help addicts or addicted people, liquid or otherwise, <laughs> you know, hell, I turned white powder into liquid. 
and cooked it with alcohol and shot it in my veins. And some black guy sold me some shit down in South Central Los Angeles one time at about 3.30 in the morning. And uh, he said, what, you want some uh, green heroin? You want some purple heroin? You want some, you know, I think it was a Kool-Aid shuffle, right? But I said green, and man, that comet cleanser, uh, you know, had me bubbling for a week, you know. I mean, I'm, I'm very lucky to be here and be alive today. <clears throat> so, uh, my comment on that is uh, what it used to say uh, in, uh, in, in the beginning, regardless of age, race, color, creed, religion, or lack of religion. Yeah, I went to many churches. I even became a minister. I've studied with the monks. I've done a whole enchilada. Uh, rang the Tibetan bells. Uh, been a Catholic. Uh, you name it. This is the only place that I came that I found non-exclusive. A Jew, a Catholic, a Hindu, an agnostic, an atheist. Atheists only think they're atheists because if you have a short talk with them, you'll find out they believe in some power greater than themselves, you know, i.e. the judge or the cop that writes him a ticket on the corner or the fire that, you know, when he's uh, cooking his bacon and the grease splashes up on him and burns it, you know, right? I mean, whatever it is, this is a common denominator here, man. This program is about the back door to God. And I hear people in this program say, I don't know anything about God. I've been here for 20 years. I go, Jesus, it's too bad they didn't work the steps. Because <laughs> step 12, having had a spiritual awakening as a result of these steps, so most obviously... If they don't know anything about them or haven't had a thing, I suggest you work the steps, man. And you will find a personal relationship with a power greater than yourself, i.e. God. I spent many years around talking about the cosmos and all these things because I didn't want to say that word. I went with the Pentecostals. I was a Catholic. I was a this. I was a that. You know. I even read the Kabbalah. You know what I mean? Whatever it is. And when I got here, I didn't want to say that name. Because I thought I was going to be excluded. When I was a Catholic, I was quite sure that, that when I got here, see, that, that I, I, I incessantly didn't know when I got down to kneel, I was kneeling on the wrong knee. <laughs> or, uh, you know, I, I wasn't saying the right thing. And, uh, you know, first of all, in those days, they didn't even deliver the message in, in, uh, in English. They were talking Latin, man, you know. I don't know what the hell was going on. I'd stand up, sit down, you know. 
So I thought I tried it all, man. By the time I got here, I was sick and tired of it. I mean, I was here like 11 years. And finally one day, I asked the guy for help. It was the first time in my life I became willing to follow directions. He told me something that just totally amazed me. He said, you don't take anything. You don't smoke weed. Oh, get upset now, gang. You don't drink. You know. Cause I used to be smoking that weed all night long and drinking a gallon of Ben Rosé. Red Mountain Wine, you know what I mean, right? But I wasn't an alcoholic when I got here. I wasn't a grape. You know. I was a boot and shoot hype. Like that was something. I didn't even know the rest of the world looked at me like a piece of shit and garbage. I thought, you know, having 9,000 tattoos and, and shooting stuff and, uh, and shoplifting, you know, I thought that made me somebody. Ultimately, I was a, a flat-out zero. So what did I do? I came to this merry little band of thieves. And, and, and you know, see, I'm sick and tired of all this chronological history, man. It's boring, man. When I went to school, I don't care if Columbus came here first or 1492, or what the hell ever that stuff was. I didn't like it when I was a kid. I don't like it now. I pick up that big fat book, everybody, hey, well, in this World Service Conference, this guy said that, he farted, they, you know, like, you know, like, who cares? They were all personality wars anyway. You know? From whence we stand, and we see an automobile accident, you know, and we take all the people in this room, what, I don't know what they're, 75 or 150 of you or something, we're all going to have a different perspective on the same situation. But we come here and we learn to practice principles, and from whence we come or where we stand, we try to do it the best we can do it from the way we see it. The only thing that I, I think that I'm seeing, like in the growth, is that finally the exposure is here. There was a little story that my sponsor told me, and I've heard it some other places and from some swamis. But it was like this. There was a snake crossing the road, and a guy was driving along. And, you know, and he was in a program, and he's practicing, and he's like, oh, I, I, I really... Uh, I want to do good. I don't want to kill things. I don't want to... And he accidentally ran over the snake. So, oh my God, and he backs up. What do you do? He hit the snake again. So now he feels really obligated, right? He get out, he clean the snake off, he takes him home, he gives him a shower, lets him wear his new suit and his shoes. He goes to work the next day, he comes home, and the guy's taken off with his old lady. He thought, how could you do this to me? He said, well, you knew I was a snake when you ran over me. 
Oh, hey, did we come here slithering or did we come here slithering? And some of us are still slithering around now. Might even be me. You see, I've been known to slither. Somebody over there knows me. So anyway... The fellowship has come to the point now. The truth is out. The little people that did their coups and all their skullduggery and all that crap, you know, and their subterfuge. I did something today that I never do. I mean, this is like a, a first time. I put some little notes, some things as people were talking. I never, ever, ever planned a pitch or anything. I mean, and I don't really have a plan now. But it was some things that I thought, hey, you know, I want to share, man. See, they were like part of our history. At least part of my history in this program. Huh? Like what Gene was talking about. My friend Mel. Hey, you know, adversity is part of us. Ooh, here comes that word. Sobriety. <laughs> Please forgive me for committing that mortal sin. But you see, I happen to be clean, so I don't partake of chemicals. So whether you like it or not, I'm sober, man. And not only that, I practice principles. So occasionally I have sober thinking. You see? has to do, if you take the big dictionary and you look it up, you're going to find out it has to do with a way of thought. So I'm sorry if I offend anybody, but I happen to be clean and sober. Clean from all chemicals, including the drug ethyl alcohol. Yes, it is a drug. It even says it in our little pamphlet. Yes, I went to the other fellowship. I went to AA. But I've been here since 1957. I want to tell you something, man. That in all those years, I probably haven't been to 400 AA meetings. So when I say I'm a staunch member of NA, I'm a staunch. The only reason why I went because there was nowhere else to go and I wanted to stay clean. And my sponsor said, hey, I'm going to take you over to some other meetings over here where some addicts hang out. So I went there to see the addicts. I didn't go there to be a great, you know. And little by little, as the program flourished, how many meetings have been started on resentment, not just out of need. And me always used to say that. People get pissed off, so they go start their own meeting. So, you know, if you're going to a meeting and you don't like it, shit, go over and start your own. <laughs> you want to be secretary, get five of your friends in a car, take them to your first little meeting and, 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 and stack the deck and start your meeting and become the secretary. And you'll have 
Joe Booty watches the meet, you know, you'll you'll be the, the, the guru of the Tuesday night meeting, you know. Whatever it takes to pass the message on, that's all. The message is about, hey man, we don't take chemicals. We practice the principles. I used to ask Jimmy Kennedy, and he wrote that part in the book where he said, who is an addict? Oh, we are a fellowship of men and women. Remember what I said about the snakes? Watch out for that word fellowship. When I used to ask him, hey man, what is, what the hell is this thing that I'm all involved in and all these wars and all these personalities and the weird things that people do? The hundred times I asked him, he gave me the same answer. He said, Narcotics Anonymous, Bill, is a set of principles written so simply that even I can apply them in my life. This is not a 12-step program, folks. That's the greatest hoax of all time. This is a program of 24 principles. If you doubt it, read the first half of the first tradition, and it says personal recovery depends on it. And if you want to know, go read it, study it, get involved in some study groups, and find out how you have to learn to practice the traditions in your life. That's why I warn you, because I had to go through all kinds of transgressions, all kinds of adversity. Because I didn't know. I came from that old school. We didn't know. Don't break the traditions or you will pay the price. You will enjoy additional controversy. You will enjoy adversity and pain in your life. Don't waste your time on who took a crap in New York or that the Greeks used the amethyst ring to cure addicts and alcoholics and the people that were fooling around with the hemlock in those days. Right? It's a complete waste of time, man. We don't want to dwell on the problem. We have to live in the solution. This right here today is the solution. The hoax is dead. People know there were coups. They know there were Judases. They know there was all that crap that went on. They know about snakes because they beat one themselves. It's like we cannot waste our time dwelling on the problems of the past, now, or the possible ones in the future. We have to learn to live now. If you're looking for a higher power, for God's sakes, don't stand with your feet planted firmly on the ground and reach to the heavens. I don't care if you get a stepladder. I don't care if you climb the tallest mountain. I don't care if you hitchhike a ride on the shuttle. 
you ain't gonna get there, man. Because from wherever you stand, you can't reach it. You have to find it inside yourself. And that's what the 12 steps do. By getting out of ourselves, we find that we get in ourselves. We come and we hear the same old tired stories over and over and over. I'm going to tell a little story right now. Gene was talking in a meeting God knows how many years ago. I mean, this is a ton of years ago. But I can remember, man, he was talking about backpacking. And some lady friend of his had been in the program for a little while. She was talking about going to the PTA. And me and my old road dog, Dennis Fury, who's now dead, so I ain't breaking anybody's anonymity, you know. We sat there and told why in the hell won't these people get the hell out of this program? They're, I mean, I mean, let's talk about it. I mean, I had no idea. He was, they were talking about feelings and growing and living and, you know. I was one of those newcomers. I mean, I wanted to hear about, hey, the good brown shit, man. You know. Who can I cop a, a ton of weed from? Or, you know what I mean? Hell, I would have excluded everybody except practicing addicts. <laughs> Fact is, I went to a meeting one time down in Long Beach. There's about a hundred practicing addicts out on the lawn. They're wheeling and dealing right there. And I went in the back, and there was like five or six people with a little blue light bulb in the ceiling. Thing. And a little soft jazz playing. And they were talking about the program. They were talking about the steps. But, uh, you know, something hit me in my gut. And it told me, this is home. This is where I, it's the first place that I ever felt whole. Now, I didn't get clean, you know what I mean? I, I like the guys out on the lawn, you know. <laughs> So it went on and on and on from there. They asked us to be interviewed last night. You know what I mean? They used to talk about our founder. There were some idiots. I will tell you, idiots. And have no fear that I won't tell it right to your face. You know. They used to say, oh, the old man is senile. We got it. Jesus Christ was one little old man sitting in a little old house that had a, a, a little old pension check that would open his door 24 hours a day to anybody. And he had 10,000 requests for literature and people are complaining about, oh, I wrote a letter for literature and that, that, uh, uh. and said, so, well, why don't I say that? What do they call goofy old men? Senile. Yeah, senile. You know, I like senile old. Hey, man, he had shit stacked up all the way from the floor to the ceiling and 12 stacks of it, and people didn't even know. They didn't even know that for your literature to come to you, 
that we had to go visit the dumpster behind some store. Why? To find a cardboard box to send the goddamn literature to you. <laughs> so now you expect this guy to get up at any hour of the day because you showed up at the side door. Oh, Jimmy, I was gonna... You know. You know, this guy lived this thing 24 hours a day. He was the epitome of the program. He was exemplatory. Now, out of all that, he had to go to the dumpster. Now he got your crap and he put it in there, in the little box out of the dumpster. Now where were the stamps going to come from? And he'd be begging people all the time, please come to the house, help me stuff the envelopes. Can you answer some letters? Will you do that? Yeah, I'll do that, Jimmy. Can you throw it in the trunk of your car and you drive around town? Six months later, they tell you, hey, man, did you ever answer those letters that came from CRC or Hoboken, New York? Oh, yeah, Jimmy, I'm going to do that. <laughs> you know, a couple of times I got tired of looking at them, so I threw them out the goddamn window and cleaned my car. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Probably some dead addicts on the streets of New York because I wanted to go pork some N.A. bra. <laughs> you know. No, the truth, I mean, if I, he wants a history, that's a history. <laughs> and if you think the other two people that drove around with the literature in the trunk of their car were innocent either, they're notorious. I don't care what color they were. Some of you will understand that statement. Those of you, it's none of your business. <laughs> but you see where we grew from today? We have a world service offer. We have structure. Out of all this insanity, God moved through it. I heard somebody last night referred to him as the wick in the candle, you know, or the backbone. I say, hell, man, he was the candle and the light, and it shineth forth. The man was not senile. He was the most intellectual, ethical man I ever met in my life, and, and, and I, I would prefer to walk his path and be like him than any other man that I've ever known in my life. But you know what? I couldn't even come close. If I worked at it hard, 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 I couldn't achieve those goals. That's how perfect that man was. I saw him in his last days on his deathbed. They were pouring the morphine into him and I heard people on this program, ah, it was a morphine delusions of grandeur. And hey, man, I was there. I saw the man. The chemicals couldn't even touch him. His mind was lucid. It was sharp. He never forgot anything. 
I take you to his house, or somebody bring you to his house, he have a little short conversation with you. Five years later, he meet you, he pick the conversation right where you left off. He always knew. And here's this guy, and put it always kindled him, and it can't even touch his consciousness. He even made me take a pledge with another man. We stopped fighting. That's heavy. And I don't think we ever fought. I think both of us have honored that. Yeah. And that's not my nature to be like that. But you see, I took it to heart. When that man spoke, I did what he, what he said. And I became willing to be teaching. When I, when I finally took my first uh, sponsor, I became willing to follow directions. I have not been a perfect individual. And I've been blamed for a lot of things that I didn't do. I mean, hell, I was always blamed of being a womanizer and everything like that. I probably sponsored the, the, the first 50 or 100 uh, real girls that came into NA. It wasn't. They used to talk to, you know, here you're worried about black. Hell, the women, they were considered to be a minority. I mean, it just flat out said, women don't make it. They hand you a book of matches and tell you to go burn yourself up. That's the way it was in the beginning, right? I walked into a meeting with three, four girls. They were, oh, here comes Billy's double breath of a movie. You know, hey, I should wish. You know. But here it be today. All things are different. All things are in growth. And there was a time where I didn't have to do that. But, you know, I still, like all these years later, 30, 40 years later, I still carry the reputation for that. But I don't, I don't really care. But you know, it hurt my feelings. If you had any idea how many times I've had my feelings hurt in this program to the point that, like Gene was talking about, hey, we're, you know, we're really seriously spinning the cylinder on that six-shooter, man, and thinking this is the way out. Pain so bad, so unendurable that you couldn't even imagine. You think your damn toenails are going to fall off. Adversity. To do things, to be turned around, to have people... Uh, shun you. And you see the strengths come from the steps, not the people. We come here with our sickness and we share with each other how we do it. I can remember my first sponsor. He told me, hey man, I want you to talk in every meeting. We all heard about the guys that say, hey, well, you got to come in and sit down, shut up and listen. He told me this. He told me, hey man, when you come, you got to share. I told him, share what? Tell them how you stood, stayed clean today, man. When you're having that relationship problem and your gut's torn out and you just want to die, you know. You work the steps. 
work the program and you find the strength. And I'll tell you a funny little story, only it wasn't funny at the time. Had this relationship. I took this sister snake and we did all these things and we lived together. And I bought her the car and the jewelry and blah 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 blah. And then she's gonna drive off with Sancho's, you know. And so here I am down on my knees in the dust crying again and I'm telling him, God, you son of a bitch, what have you done to me? You better give me an answer right now. <laughs> and as she drove out of the driveway and I look at the bumper sticker on the back of the car, it says, this too shall pass. <laughs> I got up, I dust myself off, I went and washed the dust off my face, and you know what, we're still here. <laughs> Power in the program. What is the NA program? The NA program is a set of 24 principles. This is not a 12-step program. This is a program of 24 principles. Yes, we have 12 steps. But it takes all the principles. Each one is separate, but they're put together like links of a chain. What did I find out here amongst all this controversy and everything? Kenan used to tell me. Bob B used to tell me. Hey, man, we come here to learn to agree to disagree. Kenan used to tell me, hey man, we can have all the controversy we want within our fellowship, but not outside the fellowship. That's breaking the traditions. What am I probably really talking about? Principles before personalities. Gee, where did that come from, folks? Can anybody raise their hand in here right now and, and, and tell me what tradition that is? Okay. Share it. Oh, my name is Yeah, thank you. Um, we're talking about the 12 years. Yay! Right. How come I only saw two hands go up? <laughs> when you're 75 or people, more people come in, I don't know. Is 80 or 90 or you know? How come only two hands went up? Is that all that want to stay clean? Is that all that want to experience real growth and be around to be an old dinosaur, as my friend called it? Because I do be a dinosaur. The only thing about it is that, you know, I had gray hair since I was about 36 or 40. And they used to call me the old gray fox. Now they don't give a shit. They just look at their gray hair. <laughs> You know, right? Yeah, I'd be a dinosaur. I don't know how I survive, folks. I really don't. I have no idea how I survived all these years being sober. Because I'm not a one that ever was reticent to pain. I mean, I was a dedicated dope fiend, man. And when I say dope fiend, I mean I used any chemical. 
If they'd have told me dog shit would have got me off, I'd have been down there sniffing, man. <laughs> At least a bicycle seat. Yeah. <laughs> because I stay loaded around the clock. I smoked 20, 30 joints every day in spite of the fact that it was a full-blown junkie. And let it be known that I wasn't an alcoholic, but I did drink a gallon of Red Mountain wine every night. <laughs> not a glass, not a liter, a gallon. All I was looking for was something to take away the pain. And that's why I came here, folks, for exactly the same reason that I used to get loaded. And it's the only reason why I hang around. Because I have to get rid of the pain. You know what? This life that we live in out here, it ain't easy. You know? Thank God I have a method today Thank God I have you folks that are here 50 years later because probably I need more support and more help than I did in the beginning. I mean, man. I mean, it's, I have to deal with this stuff plus carry all the load of crap that I've carried for the last 30 or 40 years without chemicals. But you know what? Okay. Call them whatever you want. Call them Jesus, Jesus, Buddha. It doesn't matter. There's only one God. There's only one God. And He lives within us all. You be a Christian, listen careful to these words. They're not my words. Greater things you can do than I. Ooh. Scary, huh? Realization? Buddhism or whatever? Looking into yourself? It's all right here. You said it? Hey, you want to know how to fix your books at your business? Or the CPA. I'll cut your hair, but I ain't going to teach you how to do it because if I teach you how to do it, then you won't spend your ten bucks with me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I will show you the way to Barber College. So what did I do? It says in the eleventh step, I sought through prayer and I sought, I sought, I sought. What I do, I had to go to the people that knew. So I went to the professionals in that field. We talked with the swamis, we talked with the priests, 
We talk with other people in the program that have been successful, that have good spiritual programs, and we learn how to expand this self within ourselves. You ain't going to keep me clean. <laughs> Let me tell you, man, this fellowship has made me want to go use plenty of times. <laughs> but you ain't going to keep me clean. But the message you carry might do it. You see? It's all about carrying the message. It's all about giving the message. Yeah. I don't care if you expose yourself to me and let me know that that you're a little crazy or that you're a dog because I have that part of that nature in me. I need to, I have to know about that. I have to know how you're doing that and staying clean. How do you take the principles and how do you apply to straighten up those uh, wreckages of your past? First of all, we're not responsible. That's a hoax. Otherwise, they need to take step six out and throw it away. He said, we became willing to let God remove the defects of character. It's up to me to be aware why? So I can work the steps. I got to go back to step one. Say, okay, Daddy, take it. You know what I mean? I'm a like of this, and I'm a like of that. You know what I mean? And you know, it's that admission all over again. Because you see, addiction is not really about chemicals. Nowhere in the twelve steps are you going to find, or the traditions, is going to talk about. Recovery from chemicals. Find that amazing? The only place it talks about recovery is in step two. Anybody know what that says? Well, there's a little mumbling going on. Some do. Obviously, there's some that don't. Well, let me enlighten you, right? <laughs> and I'm not a Swami G. I'm not going to send you all to heaven now. But it's, it's like this. We came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Has a way to do with our thinking. Our thinking has to tell us that we're going to do whatever it is we're going to do. Resentment is not just about anger. You take the word and you cut it in three parts. Resentment for mentality. Sitting around thinking about what happened in the past, that's a resentment. It takes you off base, takes you out of the now. Lust doesn't necessarily have to do with sex, but it does a little bit. But only in the fractional sense. It has to do with desire. I want, I want, takes you out to the future. You see? Takes you off base. 
So we have to watch out for those things. We have to watch out for the reason. We have to watch out for our lustful natures. To be here not to work the steps, and the steps will always bring you home. Will always bring you back within yourself. And that's where the power is. That's where the power is. No, I'm not going to use. See, I don't lie to myself today. I don't say I'm, not going to, I'm never going to use again. I could be loaded this afternoon. I say I'm not going to use right now. That's it. That simple. If you don't use now, and now is a progressive thing because the minute, see, by the time I take my finger, and I say, now my finger is on my nose, now my finger is numb, it's two different nouns. I mean, they just, you can't stop. It's like cars on a freight train, man. You can't stop it. The nows are coming. We ain't going nowhere. Life is coming to us. We're stationary. And unless you wake up to that and get powerless to that, because you don't know what you're going to think in the next minute, you don't know what you're going to feel in the next minute. Life on life's own terms, man. And so we don't come to know that, you see. These are the things that we have to pass on. This is our future. It also is our, our history. Or I wouldn't be here now. You see, where I learn all this stuff? From you. <laughs> Isn't that something? I don't have to go and pay a guy $100 an hour because he got a Ph.D. I come right here. I learn it right here. I learned it in Denny's coffee shop sitting with people. I learned it riding in a car out to a H&I meeting or wherever. I learned it sniveling and crying to my sponsor and listening to the words that came back to me. I learned a lot of things when I wrote the inventory. I honest to God thought that when I wrote the inventory, I thought this was all about a process that that was going to make me able to fix myself, like self-analyzation. Later, I came to find out that what it really was all about was about self-awareness. Oh, now I could identify one more thing I could turn over to God to change my life. Well, am I going to let him change my life? That's always the decision. Am I going to stop using? Am I going to stop at this? Am I going to stop at that? Am I going to stop? Yeah, I haven't hit a woman in so many years, but I steady used to be kicking my old lady's ass and then wondering how come I was married eight times. Sure. I didn't know. And you know what's really great? It hasn't been necessary for me to run over anybody with my car in about 20 years. <laughs> Which means that I was still doing that after I was clean and sober. <laughs> Thou shall not fuck with me because I'm a little short fat guy and I'm not much of a pugilist. 
You know what I mean? So I'm going to equal things out. I was known to run over you with my car. Drag your ass down the street. Thank you, God, for that I never killed anybody like that. Because it sure could have happened. You know? Isn't it really great to have some bits of sanity restored, you know? I'm driving my car one time up to San Jose, California from L.A. The same cop gave me three tickets going from here to San Jose and coming back. <laughs> and finally, it hit on me, hey, I need, I need to, uh, I just got the sign here, man. Uh, the warning sign. <clears throat> what the hell was I talking? Oh, yeah, the cop. Yeah. So it occurred to me that I needed to work the steps on my impatience because that's how come I speed in the car. Now, I can speed by freedom of choice. <laughs> but before, I really had no choice. It was like a power thing. <clears throat> you know. Sometime now, I can look at my watch. Oh, wow. I need to make a little time. I need to get there, you know. But I'll be a little more careful. I'll leave a little more distance between it. I don't have to be insane when I get in my car. Isn't it funny that addiction embraces all these goofy areas of our life? My sponsor told me in the beginning, he said, hey, addiction is like... Uh, an octopus with a thousand tentacles. This illness will come at you from all angles. And it does. Remember how I said a couple of minutes ago about um, the nature of the disease being insanity? We don't like to hear that. I'd rather be a hype than crazy. But isn't it crazy to cook some shit up and put poison in your vein? <laughs> or whatever. You know. I remember one time we did the drugstore burglary, you know what I mean? And all these macho convicts they're all there packing morphine suppositories up each other's ass. <laughs> now, if that wasn't a beautiful sight, <laughs> you know, is that a little bit crazy, folks, or is that a little bit crazy? Or maybe a whole lot crazy. So anyway, here I am at this program, finally... 10 or 11 years afterwards, I'm talking to this guy that really became my first sponsor. And I tell him, George, I said, there must be some common denominator. You know? 
It's got to be a common denominator. Why do we do that? Why do we get loaded? I mean, hell, I've been to the church. I tried. I talked to the psychiatrist. I've had all the lectures from the mothers, the fathers, the judges, the old ladies, you know. What the hell is this? What is it we all have in common? And he said, well, listen for it. After a few days, he asked me, he said, well, did you figure it out yet? I said, no. A couple more weeks later, he asked, did you figure it out yet? He said, no. And then he said, come on, come on, man. You've been around here for years, all that. He says, what's the one thing that we all got in common? He said, what is the one thing you hear from everybody? I said, I don't know. They're all crazy. He said, that's it. <laughs> Okay, we got two or three minutes. You want to ask a couple of questions? I don't, I don't know what I have to share with you. But, you know, is there any? I'm, the sign's getting more and more urgent here. <laughs> the guy with the microphone is here. Be with God, my folks, and God within yourself. God is nothing but a three-letter word. Like you have a name, mine be Bill, this power that's greater than ourselves, his name, its name, is God. Yeah, my name is Alan, I'm an addict. Yeah. Um, I'm just wondering about this circle, and this is like, I guess it's a little, it's like, um, I'm trying to figure out you got the circle, and you have the square, and you got God, self, service, and others, uh, opposed to mind, body, and spirit. Uh, and I'm trying to figure out what's the difference between service and others. Service and what? Uh, you know, you got that, you know, that little symbol. Symbol, yeah. a lot of people in this discussion use the circle with the square side of it. Yeah. Yeah, one, but you're saying uh, that... You got God, yeah. you got yourself, you got service, and you have others. Yeah. What, oh, society. Okay, so what's the difference between then society and, and service? I mean, well, society is like a group of people. You know, it's like we can have a small society right here. We have a larger society. If you take all of humanity as a whole, you see, but service is what do we do for each other? To serve, it's like what we're doing right now. I'm being of service, but you see what I'm doing? See, I don't really give a shit about you or anybody else in this room. I came here for me. And step 12 tells me that if I want this thing, I must be of service. You see what I mean? So if somebody got to go get loaded, let it be you. <laughs> so I don't mean that in a cold nature when I say that, but just to be descriptive that you see. So service it, it brings about a situation what uh, Gene and uh, what's his name talking about? I was supposed to be on the vibrator. 
sorry about that. Yeah, but it, it, anyway, it's about that connection. Yeah. Well, society is just a group of people. That's all. Yeah. And so we're a, we're a mini society. What it has to do with, we're a mini society that needs help from each other. If we want to make society better so it's a better place for us to take away the, the stuff, we have to work on ourselves. We have to bring a better self to uh, to work, you know. Okay, thank you, folks. Oh, yes. Thank you. I don't, yeah, I don't think I have really the time. I'd like to talk about that, but it was, uh, yeah, it's a small, a small group of us, merry little bandits that got together to try to stay clean. Jimmy was there. I don't really know who all went through there. I know I passed through there. The people that you saw last night, Mary Jane and these other people, they all passed through there. See, but history, the people are so concerned about history, but you see, what's happening is history is something we're doing right now. We're making history right now, this very minute, for those that are going to come after. And some of you, because I'm going to be gone, you know, I can't live forever, you know, so... Some of you are going to be up here doing the same thing. So history is a continuum of now. And that's like the seed. You plant the seed, you take care of it, it grows. More part in those little efforts like that with the seed and from whence it came. But here, there's more people in this room now than it was in the entire fellowship of Products Anonymous. We knew everything. We knew when you parted. We knew when you had your period. We knew who was using. We knew everything. You know, much, much more than we should have. You know. So thank you very much. This is the 50th anniversary history conference in Nashville, Tennessee, October 3rd to the 5th, 2003. The recordings from this conference belongs to the public domain. The next speaker is Chuck C. He is from Aquaria Hills, California. Chuck has been a member of NA since 1970. He has held many and varied services positions throughout the years.